Job chapter 9 Then Job answered, Yes, I know that is so, but how can a mortal be righteous before God? If one wished to contend with God, he could not answer him one time out of a thousand. God is wise in heart and mighty in strength. Who has resisted him and prospered? He moves mountains without their knowledge and overturns them in his anger. He shakes the earth from its place so that its foundations tremble. He commands the sun not to shine. He seals off the stars. He alone stretches out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. He is the maker of the bear and Orion, of the Pleiades and the constellations of the south. He does great things beyond searching out and wonders without number. Were he to pass by me, I would not see him. Were he to move, I would not recognize him. If he takes away, who can stop him? Who dares to ask him, What are you doing? God does not restrain his anger. The helpers of Rahab cower beneath him. How then can I answer him or choose my arguments against him? For even if I were right, I could not answer. I could only beg my judge for mercy. If I summoned him and he answered me, I do not believe he would listen to my voice. For he would crush me with a tempest and multiply my wounds without cause. He does not let me catch my breath, but overwhelms me with bitterness. If it is a matter of strength, he is indeed mighty. If it is a matter of justice, who can summon him? Even if I were righteous, my mouth would condemn me. If I were blameless, it would declare me guilty. Though I am blameless, I have no concern for myself. I despise my own life. It is all the same, and so I say, he destroys both the blameless and the wicked. When the scourge brings sudden death, he mocks the despair of the innocent. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He blindfolds its judges. If it is not he, then who is it? My days are swifter than a runner. They flee without seeing good. They sweep by like boats of papyrus, like an eagle swooping down on its prey. If I were to say, I will forget my complaint and exchange my expression and smile, I would still dread all my sufferings. I know that you will not acquit me. Since I'm already found guilty, why should I labor in vain? If I should wash myself with snow and cleanse my hands with a lie, then you would plunge me into the pit, and even my own clothes would despise me. For he is not a man like me that I can answer to him, that we can take each other to court, nor is there a mediator between us to lay his hand upon us both. Let him remove his rod from me so that his terror will no longer frighten me. Then I would speak without fear of him. But as it is, I am on my own. Chapter 10 I loathe my own life. I will express my complaint and speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, Do not condemn me. Let me know why you prosecute me. Does it please you to oppress me? to reject the work of your hands and favor the schemes of the wicked? Do you have eyes of flesh? Do you see as man sees? Are your days like those of a mortal, or your years like those of a man, that you should seek my iniquity and search out my sin, though you know that I am not guilty, and there is no deliverance from your hand? Your hands shaped me and altogether formed me. Would you now turn and destroy me? Please, remember that you molded me like clay, would you now return me to dust? Did you not pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese? You clothed me with skin and flesh and knit me together with bones and sinews. 
You have granted me life and loving devotion, and your care has preserved my spirit. Yet you conceal these things in your heart, and I know that this was in your mind. If I sinned, you would take note, and would not acquit me of my iniquity. If I am guilty, woe to me, and even if I am righteous, I cannot lift my head. I am full of shame and aware of my affliction. Should I hold my head high, you would hunt me like a lion, and again display your power against me. You produce new witnesses against me and multiply your anger toward me. Hardships assault me and wave after wave. Why then did you bring me from the womb? Oh, that I had died and no eye had seen me. If only I'd never come to be, but had been carried from the womb to the grave. Are my days not few? Withdraw from me that I may have a little comfort before I go, never to return to a land of darkness and gloom, to a land of utter darkness of deep shadow and disorder, where even the light is like darkness. Chapter 11 Then Zophar the Namathite replied, Should this stream of words go unanswered, and such a speaker be vindicated? Should your babbling put others to silence? Will you scoff without rebuke? You have said, My doctrine is sound, and I am pure in your sight. But if only God would speak and open his lips against you and disclose to you the secrets of wisdom, for true wisdom has two sides. Know then that God exacts from you less than your iniquity deserves. Can you fathom the deep things of God or discover the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens. What can you do? They are deeper than Sheol. What can you know? Their measure is longer than the earth and wider than the sea. If he comes along to imprison you or convenes a court, who can stop him? Surely he knows the deceit of men. If he sees iniquity, does he not take note? But a witless man can no more become wise than a colt of a wild donkey can be born a man. As for you, if you direct your heart and lift up your hands to him, if you put away the iniquity in your hand and allow no injustice to dwell in your tents, then indeed you will lift up your face without shame. You will stand firm and unafraid, for you will forget your misery, recalling it only as water is gone by. Your life will be brighter than noonday. Its darkness will be like the morning. You will be secure, because there is hope, and you will look around and lie down in safety. You will lie down without fear, and many will court your favor. But the eyes of the wicked will fail, and escape will elude them. They will hope for their last breath. Chapter 12 Then Job answered, Truly then, you are the people with whom wisdom itself will die. But I also have a mind. I am not inferior to you. Who does not know such things as these? I am a laughingstock to my friends, though I called on God and he answered. The righteous and upright man is a laughingstock. The one at ease scorns misfortune as the fate of those whose feet are slipping. The tents of robbers are safe, and those who provoke God are secure, those who carry their God in their hands. But ask the animals, and they will instruct you. Ask the birds of the air, and they will tell you. Or speak to the earth, and it will teach you. Let the fish of the sea inform you. Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? The life of every living thing is in his hand, as well as the breath of all mankind. Does not the ear test words, as the tongue tastes its food? Wisdom is found with the elderly, and understanding comes with long life. 
Wisdom and strength belong to God. Counsel and understanding are His. What He tears down cannot be rebuilt. The man He imprisons cannot be released. If He holds back the waters, they dry up. And if He releases them, they overwhelm the land. True wisdom and power belong to Him. The deceived and the deceiver are His. He leads counselors away barefoot and makes fools of judges. He loosens the bonds placed by kings and fastens a belt around their waists. He leads priests away barefoot and overthrows the established. He deprives the trusted of speech and takes away the discernment of elders. He pours out contempt on nobles and disarms the mighty. He reveals the deep things of darkness and brings deep shadows into light. He makes nations great and destroys them. He enlarges nations, then disperses them. He deprives the earth's leaders of reason and makes them wander in the trackless wasteland. They grope in the darkness without light. He makes them stagger like drunkards.